And welcome back to another lovely episode of the VEPB broadcast. This is your girl, Anisha, also known as Vange Supreme, and this is serial number eight. And we are up early in the AM to bring you this show because we are all in the same room this week. So this is take two. Hopefully no, <laughs> hopefully no technical issues will happen this time. So, um, <laughs> a little tap tap, all the wood, knocking out all the wood. Um, but again, we are here. We are excited. We are still basking in the glow of last week. It was awesome. And yeah, so I'm good. I'm just going to briefly say where you can find me or not find me. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to make that Twitter comeback. It's slow, very slow. But you can catch me on Twitter at Beige Supreme. And you can also find me on Instagram at Beige Supreme. And at least you can see with YouTube videos that I like, I like a lot. <laughs> so um, that's what my feed is filled with. So I'm going to switch it over to my girl, Bridget. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Let's try this again. Yeah. So um, I'm almost in recovery, full recovery from this weekend. I kicked it with my girl for her birthday and we took 12 million shots of everything. <clears throat> like I said, I'm too old for this shit. Um, so <laughs> I'm back in full swing today, um, drinking water, hydrating. We smoked hookah. We did a lot. We did a whole lot. And I didn't get into like 4.30 Saturday morning. So. Oh, mm-hmm. so I slept most of the day Saturday. Um, did not get to partake in the Southern Heritage Classic activities, but it's all good though. So we swing it over to Ted. What's going on, going on y'all? It's your boy Ted. Um, happy to be here in the company of all my good friends. Um, like Nisha said, still basking in the globe last weekend. That was an amazing experience. A lot of people don't get to sit down and actually converse with, I guess, your musical idol, if mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, we all love music, but you know, for most of us, we really adore Fonte. He's an amazing artist. So to have the opportunity to get down and, and just talk to him for hours and pick his brain, just laugh and joke, that was an amazing experience. I was uh, telling the guys before this, probably the same as most of y'all chicks getting the opportunity to sit down and talk to Beyonce for about two hours, um, which most of y'all probably wouldn't be able to do because you'll probably pass out like 18 times <laughs> screaming and shit. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's a Southern Heritage Classic Weekend here in Memphis. A lot of festivities going on. The big fight was last night with Mayweather, which I didn't watch. Haven't even read the update yet because I'm kind of over Mayweather. But um, yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's good, beautiful, we- beautiful weather here in Memphis this weekend yes. for the game. So uh, life is good. Joel, what's going on? And nothing much. Uh, hopefully we can get through this. Uh, hopefully I can get through this intro before the shit shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, no, nah, everything's good. Yeah, I got in uh, early or Saturday morning, like a little bit after midnight, and. Uh, Went to the parade yesterday, the Southern Heritage Classic Parade. There's probably 40,000 people there. Um, we had 75 groups. Went and worked my ass off there. Probably uh, probably lost about 15 pounds. <laughs> Gained it back promptly right after when I went to Gus's and tore up some chicken. Mm. Uh, met, 
well, it, well we ain't gonna talk about that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but it's funny though because as soon as I, I got home from Augusta stop by Bubble Bistro so shout out um, as soon as I got home mom was like well I went and picked us up some food and she had A&R Damn. So I was like, well, shit. I was like, well, you know, I did just eat, but them ribs showed a look good. <laughs> that barbecue spaghetti. And mm. She had her big plate, and we had a big plate. We sat down and talked, and, you know, just kind of kicked it last night and now early in the morning. So apologize for waking y'all up early. Hell, I didn't want to wake up either, but, <laughs> you know, I got to get back on the road. So, so yeah, so we everything's good. Well, you know, uh, like I said, we're all here and this episode should be interesting. We were already talking about it a bit off air and um, we always do the best dialogues when we're off air <laughs> as opposed to, well, not that we're not any better, it's just that we say just some classic shit. So, but I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the word of the week and we have a really good topic. That we can use this word of the week for. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so the word of the week, thank you, Ted, for this word is babbage. Babbage. Badass babbage. <laughs> That's B-A-B-B-A-G-E. Babbage. <laughs> All right. And um, Urban Dictionary, of course, they had a couple of references but babbage was is essentially either some bad weed or just another term for like garbage like when some shit is some garbage Syn- synonymous with the previous word we introduced slaw right <laughs> slaw and babbage slaw and babbage. they're interchangeable right yes right but um it was nice that we came up with this word for the week because we were just talking about a uh issue here in memphis with um we can all agree that he is some babbage and, and for, for most of you guys who who listen don't uh live here in memphis we've got this local I guess uh, gossipist. Uh, is that a real word? Did I make that shit up? Uh, it's gonna be a real word. It's gonna be a real word today. today. But yeah. um, he's a local. Uh, he has his own TV show. It's on a, a local station. But he sits and he basically gossips for two hours after he plays blues for an hour and a half, <laughs> aka uh, what he's called still the teddy, teddy bear, teddy bear, teddy bear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um. So, I mean, he really keeps up a lot of shit. He's gotten people, uh, you know, arrested. Uh, people have been, you know, just shamed on Facebook, pulling up people, uh, people's personal business and destroying marriages. He's like, he goes above and beyond just to be an ass. But this weekend, uh, he got his ass knocked off. <laughs> as we say in my neighborhood, he got the brakes beat off his ass. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, apparently he... he he got wrong with the wrong. Uh, he got wrong with the wrong person this weekend at a club out here in Whitehaven, Marlowe's, and uh, yeah, he he got his ass toe off, and he, he we got the picture on Facebook to prove it. And he took to Facebook to post a picture of his ass getting the brakes beat off of him. 
talking about, I'm coming for you. Charges will be filed. I feel like somebody's granny getting ready to go to bingo night. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> mint green suit. Mint green leisure suit. What's so funny is, if you've ever watched this show, he's the first one to talk about whipping somebody's ass and how he, like, he acts so hard. Uh, and to see him on Twitter, I mean, on Facebook talking about prison charges is actually hilarious. It's hilarious. So that picture oh, was Babbage. So he so eloquently defined our term for us without us even him. So again, the word for the week. And use these words and let us know. Like, give us feedback if you're using these words, what words you can think of, you know, because there's a plethora of common terms used in Memphis, but you know, there might be some we forget. Mm-hmm. So, but um, just give us some feedback, let us know, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and kick it to our first break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some bitch assness. So, stick around. Dipped out straight chillin' when I'm in the club, yo Sippin' the Sprite with the ill lemon mixed in it Sippin' on it, I was just chillin' till I saw you That's when my heart stopped, knees gave Head sweatin', jaws locked, I was sweatin' you like Goddamn, girl, you got a nigga goin' fuck wild Mesmerized, starstruck, I was thinkin' maybe we can go out Like to the movies or the Applebee's Blockbuster State Fair, but you looked at me and said Fuck that, you just a herb with no money and no Jeep and no condo When I thought the little brother had a record deal Okay, I see where you're going now Wanna sweat a nigga when you think he got a cash advance And some personal time, but fuck that I got your head still bobbing in my first day I'm oh, so oh, oh, so Alright, and welcome back to the EPB uh, podcast We are kicking it around And we're going to go into our first topic the Barbecue Pit, uh, speaking of Babbage uh we're going to talk about uh kim davis um and kim davis for those of you who are not familiar she's a county clerk in rowan county kentucky um she has refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples um she has invoked god and her reasoning behind that um i'm not going to go shady at least right now until after i introduce this topic um but she was been arrested for that uh she served five days in jail she came out uh with this big huge you know plethora of people um with uh presidential candidate mike huckabee which we'll talk about him too and um she's gained some notoriety for it uh, now she also has her detractors as well um you know she uh basically is as as Bridget would say, she's that bitch named Karen. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, guys, what do you what are y'all's uh, initial thoughts on, on Kim Davis? I'll go first. Um, <sighs> okay, first of all, I just want to talk about her name briefly. Like, I didn't even I heard about the story before I even knew what her name was. So she got this black ass name, but. Um, <laughs> Just how are you going to 
not live up to the law of the, I mean, Supreme Court decision is that same-sex couples can get married now. And for her to be like, well, I ain't gonna do this shit. Like, how you gonna just deny your job? How, what? And be, and get mad because you gotta go to jail for five days. And then she came back out. Like, it was, I mean, they came out with the Eye of the Tiger um, music or whatever in the background. Like, it was just a big damn deal. And I was like, you act like she been locked up for 30 damn years. Like, she Nelson Mandela or somebody. <laughs> like, it's not that fucking serious. And then for Huckabee to stand behind her or to bring her out and he's being a presidential candidate, I'm just like, dude, it's the law of the land. You guys cannot, I mean, I understand you want to stick to your convictions, but this is your job. This is what you were paid to do. So you have to, even though we do a whole lot of shit on our job that we don't like, but that's, that's in our job description. That's what we're supposed to do. So for her to, I think she sent out an appeal for it that she, I mean, she doesn't want to do it at all. So she sent an appeal to the court saying that if somebody comes in and wants to get married now, she does not have to issue the um, marriage license to him. I'm just like, girl, it's the highest court in the land. You cannot appeal that. You have to do that. So, I mean, you know, that's just briefly my take on it um i don't have anything much to say about mike huckabee i mean he's just another one of the many presidential republican presidential candidates that shit i honestly forgot about so (laughs) um but yeah i swing it to ted where do we start man where do we start all right my first thing about with this issue is uh religion um, I can't stand when we use religion as a scapegoat. It's always, people always use it when it's so convenient. All right. She's all, she's all holy roly, super religious now. And the Bible says that, you know, uh, a gay couple can't get married. So I, I, because of my religion, I don't have to do my job. Well, my first issue with that is she's been married multiple times and divorced. <laughs> she's got two kids out of wedlock. All right. Now, where was your religion when you were spreading your legs having babies? Uh oh. You know, I mean, and, and that's my thing. Don't be holier than thou, and then act like you've never fallen. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody has their own lifestyle, and you don't have to agree with it. But the law of the land says that you have to follow the law, and the law says that they are now allowed to get married. Now, I can understand your conviction with you know doing your job. Find a fucking new job. All right. McDonald's is hiring. Burger King, you know. Post office. Just just from your just from your picture, I don't think you have a whole lot of education. So, you know, mm. I don't know where you're gonna get a job from, but it's a lot of low-level paying jobs out there that you can probably apply for. If you can't do that job, find another. Um, funny thing was when this when this all came about, I had a discussion on Facebook which I I'm slowly starting to find my hate for Facebook again. But, uh, I don't know why you keep having discussions on Facebook. Right. But a friend of mine who is black, but I swear he's anti-black, uh, he posted an article just kind of praising Kim Davis and, you know, you know, patting her on the back for standing up for her religion. But my thing is, I got on that same post and I posted an article that talked about her past, which is everything but Christian. And so he immediately, you know, got his little friends together and they jumped on my back. And one lady said, 
why do you think it's necessary to bring up someone's past from 10 years ago? That's 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 old and can't people change? My response was, think about that the next time a minority is slain and you go and find old pictures of what they used to do when they were younger. Because mm. that's exactly what happens. Mm. All right. Every time somebody is killed, the first thing the media does, they go and find old pictures. Well, used, he used to participate in gang-like activity. And they'll show you a picture with his hat to the side or him with his pants hanging. But those are old pictures. But the thing we love to do in situations like that is bring up their fucking past so we can discredit their character. And I just think it's sad, man. I mean, it's just interesting how we always find a way to champion the people that we want to champion instead of just sticking to, you know, the facts and looking at looking at it for what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. And uh, fuck Mike Huckabee. <laughs> that's all I got to say about him. Um, yeah, he's just another racist-ass politician trying to get that seat. Uh, Joel, what you got? Uh, well, I'm going to kick it over to Misha first because she looked like she kind of chopping at the bit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was over here doing my praise dance at Ted's uh, commentary because that is so true. And people do that. Of course, we especially when you so believe in a, in a in an idea or a person, you're going to be biased. But I mean, don't be ignorant to the point where you can't rationalize. OK, you wrong. Like she's wrong, like in your face wrong. And if you have such an issue about it, why not, you know, give the seat up? But this is like a seat that's been in her family for almost 40 years. Her mom was the previous county clerk for oh, 35 wow. years and she won in a landslide victory in that county. Mm-hmm. So this is something that she's not going to want to give up. She doesn't want to give up that power. But like they say, the old saying with power comes responsibility and she is irresponsible as fuck. Like to use your personal convictions or your personal beliefs to carry out your day-to-day job. Do you know how many times I want to go to work and say, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I'm calling in black. <laughs> I'm calling in, you know, this this shit does not mesh with my chakras today. I think I need to take a personal. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not feeling these numbers. I'm going to get back to you when you get that shit together because my beliefs state that that shit ain't right. Like, you can't do your day-to-day job based on your personal beliefs. You can have them. You can have your faith. You can have your belief. You can have your spirituality. But that is not the same thing as doing your job. And she's just doing the best at not doing her job. Like, she is... I mean, if she can do this, like if she can find a way to get, you know, get away with this, it's going to open up the gateway. Because I don't want her nobody tell me shit when I go to work on Monday and tell tell them, nope, I'm not doing that. It doesn't work (laughs) with my religion. The way it's set up. Right. (laughs) You know, the way my God thinks. (laughs) (laughs) This shit ain't flowing. I need a personal. I need a couple of personals. Matter of fact, I need to take a leave of absence because my God says that that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, just, just, just go, just go. Like, standing behind your religion to spew your hate is just, I'm over that. I'm over people doing that. It's just, it's too tired. To me, that whole excuse, that whole rationale is too motherfucking tired. Another thing that I do want to bring up that I think is so funny is that these songs that these people are selecting, like 
her coming out to Eye of the Tiger, like she is like the David to slay the Goliath of the LGBT community. And I'm just like, bitch, if you don't sit all the way back in the nosebleed section on Pluto, like, like take that shit and go. Like that's, oh my God. It just, it put me in the mind frame of like when Donald Trump did the, uh, was it whose song did he come out to when he announced his candidacy? I can't remember. Let me, let me use my Googles. Use your Googles. But I, it's just like these these are supposed to be like the quintessential American tried and true patriotic like thing. So I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And, like, then, and then Survivor who wrote out of the Tiger suing them and saying, don't, don't, use the, don't use our song because of what you believe in. So that's needs ironic. To. Who the hell chose this song out of Tiger? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's what I can see them doing in backwoods, Kentucky, sitting down back of the pickup truck, listening to Eye of the Tiger, like, it's we probably, gonna get it, we gonna get it's it. It's probably was still playing on the radio in Kentucky. It might. It's just, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of. She's playing her milk juice. Who was it, Kim? Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> That's her new Facebook name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a backstory to the Bilk Jug comment. Uh, <laughs> beforehand, uh, I, I don't want to call anybody out, but beforehand, somebody, <laughs> somebody was like, hey, wasn't she like an extra and old brother were out there? So we just kind of went from there. And I was like, yeah, I think she was playing the Bilk Jug with some overalls on it. So. That shit seems very plausible. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like, I... Her and her kid drinking some moonshine mm. straight after, uh, you know, just passing around some mm. shine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess I got a couple of thoughts. First, I think it's ironic that the Westboro Baptist Church, out of all people, are are protesting her. Are you serious? <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're, they're saying because she's been married multiple times oh. that she shouldn't be the one talking about... <laughs> It's funny wow. how I mean you, you can't make this shit up. Like <laughs> so they coming out after because she's been married multiple times, but then you know, she it's man, it's just it was just like when I saw that on Twitter and I saw that people were retweeting the Westboro uh Baptist Church uh Twitter feed uh with their tweets about that, I was just I was floored. Like I I mean, yeah, I mean, I was just like, geez, this is a clusterfuck. Like you said, Bridget, it's a clusterfuck. But my other thing is, it's funny how sometimes, and I'm a Christian, but it's funny how sometimes Christians pick and choose what's, what they want to believe in that, and, and use the Bible for it. You know, like, you know, there's a, you know the Bible, you know, uh, talks about Sodom and Gomorrah and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, the funny thing about the Bible is that as an old preacher used to tell me, the Bible is made out of Old Testament and the New Testament. And they're coming out of Old Testament theology about, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and, and, and gay and lesbian people. But you know what else is in the Old Testament? You can't eat fucking Exactly. You can't eat you can't eat shrimp, shellfish basically. Mm. You know, you can't eat any fish without scales. So if I see Kim Davis ass at Lobster Fest at Red Lobster, <laughs> I'm gonna have a fucking fit. And you know her fat ass probably gonna be at Lobster Fest. 
Eating all the damn shrimp, with all the lobster, all the cheddar, with a shirt all on. the cheddar biscuit, <laughs> with a shirt on. Yeah. So you know, it's funny how as Christians, people pick and choose what they what they believe in, and, and it's funny. But she's making eighty thousand dollars a year as a clerk, and the meet the the median uh, income in Rowan County, Kentucky, is only thirteen thousand dollars. So she's making eighty thousand dollars a year as a court clerk. So if I'm the folks at Rowan County and I'm seeing this, I'm kind of pissed. I don't give a damn how many, how long your family had this seat. You make eighty thousand dollars as a clerk. If she don't want to do it, hell, I'll move to Rowan County, Kentucky. Now I'll be signing them damn things left and right. Man, like all the games get yeah, mad. Man, all the <laughs> invite invite me to the reception because I know it's gonna be, gonna be lit. Like all the toppers. <laughs> All the wine, all the paninis. <laughs> like man, pass that. know this setup gonna be fine. Man, mm-hmm. pass that prosciutto shit. I, mm-hmm. Man, I signed all that shit. So, uh, any any last thoughts? Nah, man, just another uh, sad display of humanity here in America. Mm-hmm. One after another. And she go and the sad, the even what's even worse is, is that you know that there's a book deal and a TV show coming, mm-hmm. so she gonna be all right. Even if she loses that seat, she she gonna, gonna be all right. So, yeah. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to America, people. Mm-hmm. Rowan County, Kentucky. Where is Rowan County? Like it's on the west side, the east side. Shit, it's Kentucky. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Or> damn. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that's it. <laughs> it's in Kentucky. It's, it's Kentucky. Shit. That's, that's all we need to know. It's so. all sides fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. So, include the Calipari bitch ass. Oh, shots fired! <laughs> Speaking of Calipari, let's go ahead and throw this in. But uh, this past was it this weekend they were supposed to do? Yeah, this, <laughs> this weekend, uh, the University of Memphis had uh, Psych. right. <laughs> and so that, and, that's gonna be a new word. That's gonna be not the next word. Psych. Uh, uh, this past week. Or I guess it was supposed to be this weekend. The University of Memphis had decided that they were going to honor Coach Calipari uh, for his time here as the head coach of the Memphis basketball program. Which uh, during that time they had an amazing run. Um, they had one of the best squads that we've seen here in Memphis, I guess, ever. Um, guys like Derrick Rose uh, and you know a couple of cats that came out during that time. But he had a big impact on Memphis basketball, and so they had planned to honor him. But Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, right. depending on how you look at <laughs> right. <laughs> Based on how he left Memphis, and you know, he hit us with what with what I like to call the forty two fake. <laughs> he uh made this big plea that he had no intentions of leaving Memphis, and you know, all rumors were false. And then like a week later, he's like, "Well, I got this amazing opportunity, and I can't turn it down." And that's when he ditched us and went to Kentucky. So. Uh, People were pretty salty about that, and they they weren't trying to have no pause of your boy getting honored here in Memphis. You know what? Like, I don't even fault him for going to Kentucky because I mean no. it's Kentucky. You know, right? I mean, I don't care how much Fred, you know, Fred Smith was gonna, you know, scratch that check. It's it's Kentucky. It's you know one of the top basketball programs in the country, if not the top. My problem was he let Bill Self out coach him the last two minutes at a national championship. <laughs> Bill Self Bill was playing. Self. Bill Self, like he himself, who can't coach himself out of a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he let he got out coached and out played. Then he got out coached uh, this past year by uh, uh, when they played Wisconsin. Yeah, against with Bo Ryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, Calipari, he's a great recruiter. He'll scream in your face, motivate you. 
He ain't an X's and O coach. Exactly. If you if you ever watch Calipari play, his guys run the exact same offense every year. They call it the dribble drive key. You get your, you swing the ball around the top of the key. Somebody tries to penetrate when they find a hole, and once the defense collapses, you kick the ball out and you surround yourself with good shooters and they shoot. That's all he does. And so uh, you know, like like Joel said, he's not an X's, X's and O's guy. Once somebody finds a way to stop there, he's pretty much fucked. Pretty much, and that's the thing. So, but you know, when when you're Kentucky and then with Memphis because they had Derrick Rose and Joy and uh, Joy Dorsey mm-hmm. and. You know, a bunch of other guys. Well, they just had better players. Exactly. But if you have a, a, a team with some with some talent, but you can cut your ass off, you got a shot at winning. Every so, year. and it happens every year with Kentucky. So, uh, and every year with Calipari, even back to UMass when they had Marcus Campbell and all them guys. So, so anyway, uh, y'all got any thoughts on? I mean, I just want to know who thought that was going to fly. <laughs> who thought that it was a good idea to honor Calipari? I mean, and. And I think people were saying that Memphis is getting a bad rap because we don't, we didn't want him to get the award or whatever. What the fuck ever? Like we can be the petty city. <laughs> I mean, we, that, I just have to take the fall for this. We can be petty. I don't like that nigga. No, you know, yeah, fuck we, we, we were petty. I, we, no can't, we, we, we are, are petty. petty. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we'll rock with it. I mean, and no one, like Joe said, no one is upset about him leaving for Kentucky. I mean, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. But the shit is, it's how he left. Right. Yeah. And also the shit that he did or the team, the run that he had, the shit ain't gonna count no damn way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we honoring him for what? For some seasons that he was here that ain't gonna be counted in <laughs> NCAAs. I mean, just bye nigga. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's all, I mean, cause that's one thing. Well, y'all are not from here or whoever's listening, but Memphis does not play about barbecue. And we do not play about our goddamn basketball team. Oh no, we do not play. Before the Grizzlies were here, we looked at Memphis State Tigers. I know it's the University of Memphis. It's the NRBI. Exactly, we treated them like an NBA team, straight up. And I mean, Cali period fucked us. So I mean, I, I like I said, we'll take that for the same. We'll be the saltiest, pettiest fans in America. Fuck that nigga. He good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he in Kentucky. He good. Like we don't have to honor him. He'll be all right. I think he just. I think that President Rudd thought that it was a. Well, we've moved beyond that. No, not when we have someone like Coach Passner. No, we have not moved the button. No, 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 we like, We still are <laughs> deep in our feelings, and we are. We, it is like salt in our wounds when you come and say we're gonna honor Coach Cal for all he's done. Man, fuck this, okay? Like for real, like. No, no, and what, all the knows that never know. Exactly. And what was so funny? Because I heard about it and I chuckled. I was like, I don't know. Like I said, who let this fly? But on Channel Five News, Kim Clark couldn't even hold a straight face when she was announcing it. She was just like, uh, "John Calipari will be honored." She was chuckling, and then Andrew Douglas came in the background and booed when she finished. She was like, "Boo!" on national TV. <laughs> So, I mean, like I said, we don't play about our basketball for Calipari. Go ahead, T. Uh, I'm going to read a brief, uh, just a little bit of a President Rudd's uh, statement when he retracted <laughs> after, <laughs> after everybody was like, hell no. But uh, his, 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 his statement says, I'm just going to read a portion of it. It's like four paragraphs. I'm just going to read one paragraph. But he says, I, ap- I apologize for the unnecessary 
uh, upset, <laughs> embarrassment, and genuine distress generated by the issue of honoring Coach John Calipari on the occasion of his in installation into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. One of my treasured <laughs> responsibilities is to protect the integrity of our great university, represent our students, faculty, staff, alumni, and community. It is a responsibility that I embrace with great pride and deep conviction. In this instance, I have come up short. <laughs> Showing them up. I want to be clear that this begins and ends with me. I am fully and solely responsible. If fingers need to be pointed, point them directly at me. If you need to talk, please call me. Rest assured, I will respond. Uh, uh, you know how that went when he first announced that nigga got death threats. <laughs> wife went home to his wife. She ain't cook. She ain't like, no motherfucker. <laughs> shit, shit needs to change. We need to talk. <laughs> like now, nah, nigga changed quick. She probably with hell. That's probably what uh, happened. Mm. Shout out to Miss Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, need to snap. make things right. <laughs> David, make shit right. <laughs> and she politely closed her door. <laughs> <laughs> made that boy sleep on a twin bed. <laughs> Man, couch duty will make you reevaluate a lot of things. <laughs> what is life? Man, what? Like you find religion. Right. You start listening to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Ooh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to kick it to a break. We'll be uh, right back. This is the Mr. Pride Car Wash segment. And for today's topic, we are going to discuss the GOAT, the greatest of all time, greatest athlete of all time, Miss Serena Williams. Um, earlier this week, on the 10th, I think it was, this past Thursday, pretty much everybody in the country was tuned in watching Serena take on her sister Venus in a quest to um, be the first person since Maria Sharapova to win the tennis grand slam. No. Oh, no. I'm not sure if Paul. Steffi Graf. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Steffi Graf. <laughs> did did Steffi Graf marry Agassi? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. 
Excuse me, y'all, <laughs> for that misquoting of information. It's early. Uh, yeah, it's early. It's like it's ten o'clock. I'm, I'm still getting ready to go get some pancakes when we leave here. So, uh, but uh, the, she's in her quest to become the first person. <laughs> we are going through it over here, y'all. <laughs> okay, let me get myself together. <laughs> but yeah, she is uh was in her quest to become the first person since Steffi Graf to win the uh women's grand slam now i watch tennis and i can't say i watch it all the time but you know uh wimbledon i usually tune into wimbledon because it, it happens during the summertime and i'm off in the summertime because i'm a teacher all right but uh i usually catch wimbledon and outside of that i don't watch much tennis so i didn't understand what the whole grand slam concept meant so i actually had to look it up and uh the grand slam is actually uh basically it's like winning the majors all the major uh tennis tournaments and that would include the u.s open wimbledon the french open and the australian open so uh serena was in her quest to go ahead and capitalize because she'd won all of those except for the u.s open but unfortunately after beating venice this past thursday she came up short um she lost to roberta vince uh Vinci. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm no, not we sure. Gonna, we gonna, we gonna say, say we gonna say Benchy, Benchy like Da Vinci. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she came up short. She lost in two sets. I think if I remember correctly, now don't give quote me. I think it was like six four six two something like that. It, it she won a straight set so. But um, I don't know. I remember watching Serena in that po uh, first uh, her after the conference. I mean her post game conference after she beat Venus. And she just didn't seem like she was all into it. You know, they say she had a pretty bad attitude during the uh, during the uh, post conference. And uh, she just didn't seem like herself. Normally she's really bubbly and smiling, but I think it had a lot to do with her beating Venus. And it's just in all the stress of trying to win. But she came up short against Roberta Vinci, Vinci and uh, failed in her quest to complete the Grand Slam. But that by no means does that take away take away from her, all her accomplishments. She is, again, like I said, the greatest athlete of all time. And I throw Michael Jordan in that mix, but man, she's been doing that shit for like 20 years. I mean, and she's consistently like beating the brakes off folks. And so, uh, but moving on to the actual discussion, I'm still talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so while she was playing Venus and the entire country was watching, uh, Forbes magazine decided to throw a little shade. I personally feel like it was shade, but they put out an article online that talked about um, Mar Mar no, yeah, Maria, Maria Sharapova being the most marketable athlete in tennis, to, in, uh, in tennis or in women's sports. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about that because clearly Serena is the greatest. And it just seems like since she's the greatest that she should be the most marketable athlete, female athlete. Um, there's a lot of debate around that. I have some mixed reviews, but we're gonna swing swing on around because I've been talking too much and I'll come back at the end. Um, Nisha, because <laughs> you look like you are just all into this. <laughs> I do, Donna. <laughs> let, let, me get your, let me get your thoughts on this. Well, um, the Forbes article, and I read it. I read it a, a while ago, and yes, it was shade, and it, but it, it, it 
feeds into that whole, like this whole clusterfuck of ideas about Serena, as far as like, you know, the way she's built, the way, and I just think like they have been focusing on the wrong things. Like, of course, Maria has more endorsements, but Maria don't do shit. Like, she's just the pretty face. Like, sports aren't to me, to me. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to like say to me, they're not about just how you look or if you're marketable. It's like a job. You're going to work. You're supposed to be the best at what you do. And I'm not saying Maria is not good. She ain't good. She ain't good. <laughs> like she's she's cute, but cuteness is only gonna take you so far. And them Russians age terribly. Okay, I've not seen too many like beautiful Russians past the age of fifty five. So <laughs> you better get it while you can, boo. <laughs> but Serena has consistently proven that she's a great athlete and she's gorgeous. I look that Vogue spread. Mm. The, I'm sorry. All the life on them damn bars that she is given. Mm. She is just wow. like, she is beautiful. Like, she to me has like the best female athletic build form. It's not masculine. And that's the thing. I think that men feel, or the guys who wrote the article, or the guys who make the suggestive comments about Serena being built like a man, they're just intimidated because, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's talented. I mean, like, just get off of it. You just mad because she black and she doing it. She killing the game. She is straight killing the game. Every day, Serena. Every goddamn day. And I think it was a lot of pressure. I think she put pressure on herself, but that's what you're supposed to do when you're an athlete. You're supposed to push yourself to the limit. So she was pushing herself, but then we were all in a supportive way, pushing her too. And sometimes that can just kind of take its toll. I'm not saying that's even why, because Serena said herself that Roberta played a really good game. Like she played a really good game, but I love the the movement out in you know social media about Serena, especially like with our people. Like everyone was just like for Serena. People who hadn't watched tennis a day in their goddamn life was just submerged in all things Serena. And we should be like that every day. Like now that the US Open is over and tennis season is kind of to its close, cause nobody even focused on the men. Like it, fuck them. I think their game is today. Like nobody cared. Nobody cared. People are gonna assume that Federer's gonna win anyway and we're good. But it's just, I wanna see that continue. I just wanna see that presence, that 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 love, that support just kind of continue. And not just for Serena, but just black women out here doing it, kicking ass every single day, taking names. Let's not stop talking about Roberta Lynch. Let's not stop talking about, what's Baltimore? Marilyn Mosby. Let's not stop talking about these women that are just out there doing stuff every single goddamn day. You know, it's nice to have a spotlight, but let's just like keep that going. And our men too, let's just kind of keep supporting each other. Not when shit is just like, it's cool to do right now. So I don't know, before it was with that shit and it was written by a white man. So I ain't expect nothing less but some bullshit anyway. In the long run, Serena got more money. So let's not worry about what she made in 2014. Let's look in five to 10 years and see where Maria is versus where Serena is. Like there's no competition. So that was just one of those sleight of hand kind of moves. That's how I think about it. So 
What do you think, Joe? You look pensive over there. No, I was just waiting on y'all uh, phone to ring again, but. Oh, no. <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, here's my thing. First, uh, I'll, I'll share a poem. I mean, she has won uh, five Grand Slam titles in her career, so, uh, including the, the French Open, uh, who was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. So, uh, so she's not exactly she's not Serena Williams, but she's not exactly Babbage either. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, word of the week. Uh, but the thing is, with with, with Sharapova, I mean, are we really honestly like? Let's just be real. Are we really honestly surprised that Sharapova makes more money in endorsements than Serena? I mean, she's a tall, leggy, blonde white woman leggy you know who just so happens that she's not great at tennis but she's good at tennis sharapova is what anna kornikova should have been i mean y'all remember anna kornikova she was was like everywhere on tv and you saw you know all these you know vogue covers and all these magazine covers and all that she couldn't win a match she couldn't win a tournament i mean she would get to like the you know the 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 final 10 or the final you know 16 or the final eight or whatever she she could never actually win anything so share at least at least share is actually winning titles and she speaks russian as well i mean she's from russia originally she lives here in the u.s now they moved when uh she was a kid but she's got the whole basically a and in russia kind of yeah russian economy they're poor people there's not too much too much of middle class and then there's like the uber rich once the communism fell you got all these tycoons in there, uh, you know, Putin, you know, dipped his hand in, got all his money, and you got all these oligarchs over there, you know, like the Roman Abramoviches and the, um, the guy uh, that owns the Nets, uh, Prokhorov. Yeah. You know, they, those guys, they are, you know, billionaire playboys. They're not married. You know, they go sleep with whoever. So they got, you know, Sharapova saying, hey, you know, buy this tag for your watch. More than likely, they're gonna buy it. They might even buy a whole Tagoria factory just because mm-hmm. Maria Sharapova was saying, you know, buy this watch and she's Russian. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's not right, but I'm not surprised by it either just because of the way the world works. I mean, we, you have, you know, the people that, you know, own all the magazines and all the media companies and, you know, all of this stuff, you know, and, and they're white people. What do you expect? You know, and you have people who are, you know, quite frankly, when was the last time you saw a black person, you know, buying a Tag Heuer watch? We won't buy Tag Heuer watches. We got cell phones. What we need a watch for? If we buy a watch, it's going to be like a, you know, like a decent watch, but it's not going to be like a Tag Heuer or like a Rolex or something like that, unless you Birdman or somebody like that. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, Birdman hair rug. So, you know, so at, at the end of the day, I will give a shout out to uh, two shout outs though to Nike and the Gatorade because they've been in Serena's corner for a long time. Uh, Serena was a Puma athlete when she first came out, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but she switched to Nike. Nike's been on her corner. Um, Gatorade's been in her corner since the beginning. And actually, Gatorade is there actually expanding her thing more into more uh, Pepsi products and that sort of since Pepsi owns Gatorade. So shout out to them because they've been with Serena from the beginning and she's picking up more endorsements now, but you know, it's e- it would have been easy for Nike to just drop Serena, especially when she had had her little when she wasn't really performing well on the court and was going through injuries and you know, this, that or the other, but they stuck with her. Same thing with Gatorade. I mean, they could have easily just 
pushed her to the side, but they didn't, you know. So so shout out to them uh on that front. But uh Ted. Um I'm basically gonna piggyback what Joel said. I, I agree with a lot of what he said. Um it was interesting when the when it first happened, but but Monty Jones took to Twitter and he just pretty much said that, you know, the entire situation was racist and you know it was because Serena's black that she doesn't get the kind of endorsement money that Sheriff Public sees. And when you think about that, it's, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 because when you think about male athletes, most of the male athletes who make a lot of money are black. You think about uh, you think about basketball and you think about football. A lot of the guys who get that endorsement money, they're black athletes. So when you go back to the woman, it's this catch-22 because even though Serena is black and she's the greatest athlete, when we talk about women in sports, it's the first thing that people think about is, well, is she pretty? And they think about beauty. And so when you think about Sharapova, she is the prototypical uh, beauty. Blonde hair, like Joel said, blonde hair, tall. And she's attractive. I mean, I'm, I ain't got a thing. I don't have a thing for, for white chicks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't racist or nothing like that. But <laughs> that shit was hella racist. <laughs> but I just, they, 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 it's just not my thing. But, you know, but again, I'll say, if, if she's attractive, I'll say it. And Sharapova is absolutely attractive. She's, she's, she's beautiful. Uh, would I take her over Serena? Absolutely not. But not um, that right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, I can understand why she gets more money than Serena. Uh, she's I think she's more marketable from a, a from the physical standpoint because people are intimidated by Serena's look. She's she you know she she has a great build, but I mean to some people, to by American standards, her build is kind of masculine. I don't agree because I think she finds hell, but you know we're, we have to go by american standards and and share public fits into that perfectly that's why she's more marketable from a physical aspect and if uh i mean you look at the money she brought in uh close to 24 million in endorsements last year alone like she she don't have to play tennis uh you know she's got a ton of endorsement deals she has a candy company i think serena only brought in close to 10 million um, and they're thinking that as time goes on, that Serena's money will catch up. But I mean, I think it's gonna take a while before it catches up. And the only reason why I think it will catch up is, is because her tennis career will continue for a while. I don't think we'll see much more Sher Pope. She's pulled out a couple of events already this year, uh, and she hadn't been playing nearly as much as Serena. And um, so, I mean, I think eventually we may see her uh, Serena's money catch up with Sher Pope's. But at the end of the day, I still understand. I can see why she gets more money. Uh, do I think it's right? Nah, because I think Serena's way better. But I mean, we all know Serena. Serena's really edgy. She says whatever the hell is on her mind. I mean, it's been numerous times she said shit in the, in the papers and she's had to go back and apologize for what she said or the way she's acted on the court. I mean, and, and people are sometimes kind of kind of nervous about getting behind an athlete like that because, you know, something goes bad and eventually you have to drop them. So I think, you know, Sherry Pope, she's quiet. She doesn't say a whole lot. You know, and she, again, she's that atypical American beauty. So I do understand. Uh, anybody else have any more thoughts you want to throw in? I ain't get a chance to talk. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn, my bad, man. I thought, my bad. I See how I, they be doing it's, that? It's, every, oh, it's early in the morning, man. Dang. I go ahead, Uh I mean, there's really nothing else. Everybody else covered it. Cheryl Pova is the traditional beauty. Um, she's tall. She's blonde. She's beautiful. Um, and Serena is not the stereotypical beautiful woman. Um, and this whole thing about Serena being built at like a man, I mean, 
what man you know got an ass like this? Like what? Where? Where? Right. I mean, I guess because her serve, she serves like a hundred and I don't know. It's it's pretty fast. But I mean, I I, I still don't get this whole thing that like she's supposed to be built like a man. I'm like, in what world? What what are y'all talking about? But um, I mean, like I agree, Ted. What Ted said, she will probably catch up with her endorsements. Um, she did. She does have one of the biggest. Like she's with Nike and Gatorade, which is universal. Um, but what's the watch name? Tag. 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 What you say? I was a Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard of them, but not like Nike and Gatorade. They're big in Europe. Oh, it's because yeah. they money. It's, it's, it's expensive. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's expensive. But you know, also, not to cut you off. Also, I know that I had read an article not too long ago about Venus and Serena having like a stake in the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah. So I mean, like, we can we can look at it from that perspective, but of like how many more endorsements. But like, as far as like money, where the job is, Serena is overpowering Sharapova. It's just the endorsements that make the difference. Right. That's what's making you know that's what's the dollars and the cents, but. At the end of the day, I just man, just fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fuck that stereotypical white people logic. That oh, I'm sorry. That's also known as white privilege. Just oh, in case yeah. you guys didn't know, that's just like a cat corner of white privilege too. Because y'all think that this is how beauty is, and this is not nah, those definitions. So just fuck people. That's not it for me. Oh, well, I mean, that's the perfect way to end this segment. Fuck people. Fuck people. Fuck people. Fuck damage at people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll come back with our pop tune segment. 80s babies. <laughs> True story. Come on. Look what you done to me. Pop tune segment. This is where we put you on to what we listening to. Um, sometimes it's new music, sometimes it's not. Uh, in this case, I think my songs. Oh, I think everybody else's is kind of kind of new, fairly new. Um, funny thing about me is, I with my new job, I rarely have time to listen to like the latest music, and it shit really pisses me off because I feel like my music <laughs> game is struggling. But that's why I follow y'all on Twitter. Hey. So if you want to know the latest music. Follow Bridget at BGRS. <laughs> yeah, follow Joel at Boomer4568. Or you can follow Anisha at Bay Spring because they're going to tell you about the latest bump. Um, but uh, my song this week, I chose Most Def's Modern Marvel. Um, it's one of my favorite Most Def songs. He samples uh, 
Marvin Gaye's. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Marvin, <laughs> he samples Marvin Gaye on the track. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Must have gone to beat. Oh, but yeah, he samples uh, Marvin Gaye on the track, but it's an amazing song. Um, it's from the New Danger album, which is, I think, my favorite Most Def album. I, I bought it on CD. I bought the MP3. I got the album hanging on my wall at home. Uh, it, it by far is my favorite Most Def album. Uh, and let me pardon myself for calling him most deaf that's Yasin Bay. But uh yeah. When he did when look like when he did the track, the nigga's name was Most Deaf. So <laughs> my track this week, Most Deaf Modern Marvel. Up next, I think we got Jewel. Yeah, you know Most Deaf uh canceled and he, he was supposed to be in Houston last month. Really? He canceled. But that was the second time because he canceled in July too. Dang. Dang. So I don't know if it was visa issues or I know the promoter would pay him, oh, so. Oh, shit, he's still in the He's out there. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still over in, uh, where, Amsterdam, right? No, he's out there. Okay. Is it yeah. he's he's like, like Cape, Cape Town? Is he like Cape Town? Or? Wherever, wherever he is, he canceled, so I was pissed off. But um, my, my track, speaking of Houston, my track of the week is uh, from Scarface uh, off his new, uh, his new album, Deeply Rooted. Uh, this one is called The High Seat, and it's featuring my boy uh, Jack Freeman singing in the hook, so. Uh, who himself is a, uh, you know, one of these, uh, he's a neo-soul artist down in Houston. Uh, really cool guy, really fo fo uh, funny follow on, on uh, Twitter, Jack Freeman is. But but uh, The Hot Seat is kind of a, it's a, um, it, it tells a story. I'll just put it like that if you haven't heard it. So, and there's a lot of really good tracks on this Scarface album. Um, pretty much you can, you can bump the whole thing through. Um, it's one of the, to me, is one of the best albums to cut that I've heard this year. Uh, I'll put that in my, so far in my top, top 10 that I've heard this year, maybe even top five. I mean, it's, it's a really strong album. So, uh, definitely check it out. And, um, we're going to go over who that next song. Nisha. Nisha. All right. So my choice of the week is from this, um, electronic hip-hop duo J. Davey, uh, Miss J. Davey and Brooke Ledoux. They're from uh, Los Angeles and I've been on them for quite a while and I enjoy their music very much and they had a EP to drop this past summer called Pump and so I chose the song For Love. It's really upbeat and just fiery. I, I like I said, I really like them. I've always been stand for J Day before a minute, so check them out. And we're gonna kick it to my boo Bridget last, hey. but never least. <laughs> um, the song I chose this week was uh, well, is from Thundercat, um, featuring Flying Lotus. We picked Flying Lotus before, I just mm -hmm. noticed it, but whatever, it's good music. Um, and the name of the song is called Them Changes. They released the EP, I want to say in the spring. I don't remember. The spring or Yours. the... Okay. Um, and the EP is really dope. It's called The Beyond Where the Giants Wrong. Um, and it's in heavy rotation, but Them, Them Changes is uh, the song that they... was the single they released first. Um, it's really bass heavy. It's, it's, it's the jam. They're really good, and, and not to just sway away from what you're saying, but I had this conversation not so long ago um, with a friend, and 
they were saying like when it comes to Thundercat and Lotus, they're like the prime example of building each other up. Like when mm-hmm. Lotus has something, Thundercat's all on board. When Thundercat has something, Lotus is all on board. So mm-hmm. it's really good. And they're just like uber talented, like they super are. fucking talented. So you probably will hear more Thundercat in and Flying Lotus. That's pretty much what we were saying in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. Um and they, they did some stuff on Kendrick's um album too. Um, so very heavily influenced. Yes, that's why I love Kendrick's latest uh, LP now. But yeah, check out them changes by Thundercat, um, and check out his EP with the Flying Lotus. It's dope. Yes. So um, be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, Elvis Presley Boulevard for just our updates of our um, episodes. Also, uh, we're at pod beam god damn it <laughs> on pod beam pod god damn beam. it that's where we at we there until otherwise notified to the public <laughs> your bad bitch ass <laughs> <laughs> no we're not on itunes and no we're not on stitcher yet that yes. is the point of us uploading the shit to the Facebook page and sending you the link and sending you the link so you can listen. You can listen to the damn link on any it, Chrome, any, goddamn Safari, Google, Google, Internet Yahoo. Explorer, Prodigy. <laughs> shit. shit, even your motherfucking Motorola flip phone. <laughs> For real, damn. So just catch us out there. We love feedback <laughs> when it is pertinent to what we discuss on the show. <laughs> We'll get it up on iTunes eventually. But if you could help us out getting us a, getting we, it up, we appreciate, there, we appreciate it. Show the hell would. Yeah. We're trying to get these sponsor dollars out here. Right. Yeah. So this, this sounds like the end of like a uh three six song. What was that? We <laughs> <laughs> got you shaking. Yeah, got you shaking. You all weak ass I heard you had AIDS. <laughs> Time choice, choice. <laughs> they would promote this shit. <laughs> this shit came out. Yeah, never drink Chris style like a nigga. <laughs> we going to take your beat and go nationwide with it, ho. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, right? Thank you so much for tuning in again. It is always a pleasure uh, having my friends, being surrounded by my friends, especially today. So this is great fellowship. We always enjoy. So it's good to see everybody's face in the place. Hey. And we are out. Out this joint. Holla. Please. Don't be no baby jazz nigga. <laughs> Teach boxing each other out. <laughs> <laughs>
the shower goes on And you shake the shape Ha, the shower goes on And you shake the shape Ha, the shower goes on Ghetto people look alive and free to breathe Ha, ha, Shoes, 
The nighttime sergeant want an interview He pushes out like livestock Ain't no talking while I'm talking, this is my block I finally get to see me a judge I'm a black man, so she got a grudge Old bitch full of race hate And a nigga quick to represent the great state I ain't got a lawyer, I don't need one Give me 30 days, you get 3-1 I ain't trying to piss in a jug, bitch Just because I'm black, I can fuck with Though. It still would've threw me in the Crisco And fried a nigga ass in some hot grease I'm just trying to get my ass out the hot seat
Thank you. 